Thank you, Sir Greg. Thank you, Special. And uh, if you have your Bible, please open with me in the book of Hebrews. Hebrews chapter 6 in our Bible, please. Hebrews chapter 6. We are going to read verses 13 to 20 in the old passage. Hebrews chapter 6. Please do not forget to pray for our, our uh, full-time fellowship tomorrow. So mga full-time workers, check with uh, Sir Lunaire for the transportation tomorrow. Okay, so see you there sa campsite. Hebrews 6 verse 13 in our Bible please tonight. We are reading up to verse number 20. Verse 13, For when God made the promise to Abraham, because he could swear by no greater, he swore by himself, saying, Surely blessing will I bless thee, and multiplying will I multiply thee. And so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. For men verily swear by the greater, and an ought for confirmation is to them an end of all strife. Wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath, that by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we might have strong consolation who have fled for refuge to lay hold upon the, the hope set before us, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, which and which entered into that within the veil, whether the forerunner is for us entered, even Jesus, made an high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the word of God tonight. We feel the uh, responsibility to preach the word of God about salvation. And here we are today. And Lord, by the grace of God, we preach the word of the goodness about Jesus' salvation. And may those who will hear us tonight, those who are watching us tonight, even after this live service, Still people will be watching, dear Father. I pray that the message of salvation will be made clear. And, and Lord, that souls will get saved. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And uh, amen. Our anchor of hope. That's the message tonight. Our anchor of hope. You see, um, I, I, I was supposed to entitle this an anchored or anchored in God's promises. There was another one that I was trying to uh, choose as the title of the message, Standing on the Promises of God. Those three um, titles can, can apply to what we are going to hear tonight. Anchor, our anchor of hope. Standing on the promises of God. The same. Jesus is our anchor of hope. In all storms and all of life, we need Jesus Christ. We must keep our eyes on Jesus. And uh, what are you putting your hope in? Or uh, what do you trust with your eternal and everlasting things? 
when this old world is done and you stand before the Lord of the universe, what will you be placing your hope in? I hope, my hope is found in Jesus. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus Christ, my righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand, all other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking sand. Rock of ages cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. Let the water and the blood from thy wounded, wounded side which flowed. Be obscene the double cure, save from wrath and make me pure. In my hand no price I bring, simply to thy cross I cling. Rock of ages cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. Jesus truly is our anchor of hope. We understand that to be saved, we need to come to Jesus and receive him as our personal savior by faith. We repent of our sins and receive him from, uh, receive from Jesus the forgiveness of sin and the free gift of eternal life. However, this is not the entire message of the Bible regarding salvation. We do not stop there. There are actually three stages of salvation. And every person has this threefold need for salvation. And we ask ourselves, why threefold? Why are there three stages? What are these three stages? First, we need to be saved in regard to yesterday. Second, we need to be saved in regard to today. And thirdly, we need to be saved uh, in regard to tomorrow. In other words, we need salvation past, salvation present, and salvation future. Salvation is a definite threefold process. It begins with justification, proceeds through sanctification, and ends in glorification. We can say that we are saved, we are being saved, and we will be saved. This is how uh, the Bible speaks of our salvation. First stage, justification, salvation from the penalty of sin. Second stage, salvation from the power of sin. And third stage includes salvation uh, from the presence of sin. This evening, we want, we, we, we want to look at the future aspect of salvation. Look at verse number 19, chapter 6, verse number 19. Which hope, which hope, and that is dealing with the future aspect of our salvation. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul. Jesus Christ is our hope and uh, our future glorification, both sure and steadfast, and which, and which entered into within the veil. And uh, which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast, and our hope is secured by Jesus. Jesus is our hope for future salvation. And we are, we are thankful for that. There are two major thoughts that I would like to share with you. First of all, the hope of our future salvation, number one, is certain. Sigurado. The hope, ang paglaom sa atong kaluwasan in the future, is sigurado. And it's sure, certain. Both sure in verse number 19 and stead, 
steadfast. Are you saved tonight? Sure and steadfast. Here the author made sure the absolute certainty of our salvation. He uses Abraham as an example of one who through faith and patience inherited the promise. Look at verse number 12. Verse number 12. For when God made a promise to Abraham, he could swear by no greater. So the Bible says he swore to himself. He swore to himself. And, uh, and uh, it goes back to Genesis 22. In our Bible, please. Genesis 22, verse 17, verse 16 and 16. Genesis chapter 22, look at verse number 16. In your Bible, please. Genesis 22, verse number 16 and verse number 17. The Bible says there, And he and said, By myself I have sworn, God says, saith the Lord, Because thou hast done this thing, Thou hast not withheld thy son, thy, thine only son, that in blessing I will bless thee. And more in multiplying I will multiply thee. And multiply thy seed as the stars of heaven. Twice he said stars of heaven and the sun and, and as the sun which is upon the seashore. And thy seed shall possess the gate of his enemies. That is God's, God's promise there. And uh, where after Abraham, where Abraham displayed his faith in God by his willingness to sacrifice Isaac, God swore, God swore by himself, surely to bless Abraham and to multiply his descendants. Then the author applies this to the heirs of promise, meaning you and me, and, uh, and namely believers in Christ. He gives Four reasons why our hope of salvation in Christ is certain. There are four reasons. Number one, our hope of future salvation is certain because God's promise have never failed and that uh, to any that any person that have trusted in them. It has never failed to anyone who has trusted God's promise. And number one example that Paul uses here is Abraham. Abraham. And uh, so Abraham's life is a story of God promising with Abraham responding in faith. God appeared to Abraham while he was still named Abram and living in the Ur of Chaldees. He, com he commanded Abraham to leave his relatives and go to a place that God would show him and... Uh, uh, that is recorded in Acts 7, verse 3 and 2. Abraham's obedience was not easy, actually. Leave your people, leave your kindred, your, your country, and go to a place where God says, you go. And uh, Abraham's obedience was not easy. Unlike nowadays, with all the modern means of transportation, in Abraham's time, to move hundreds of miles away meant permanent separation from family and from friends. So there were unknown hardships to be encountered. But he obeyed, the Bible says. He went not knowing whether he went. Abraham obeyed and God promised to multiply Abraham, making him the father of a multitude. But his wife Sarah was barren. When Abraham was 99 years old, 
that is, that is 24 years old. I mean 24 years from the time God appeared to him in Oreb Chaldees. The Lord appeared to Abraham and reaffirmed his promise, promises to multiply him exceeding, uh, exceedingly. And, uh, and then changed his name from Abram to Abraham. And uh, meaning Abraham, the father of a multitude. That's the meaning of the word Abraham. The name Abraham. He's going to be a father of multitude. And he has been waiting for 24 years since God first promised to give him a son. He still has no children except, of course, uh, for Ishmael through Hagar. But now he tells everyone that God, when he was 99 years of age, God has given him a name, a new name. And that name said, what's your name? The new name said, Abraham. What does that mean? Father of a multitude. Meaning to say you're going to bear more people, more children? Yes, God says. And uh, what can you do now? You're 99 years old. There's nothing you can do. But God can do something beyond the impossible that I had. When Abraham died, Abraham died at the age of 175. And Abraham had fathered several nations through Ishmael's descendants to the sons of that he had with Ketorah in, in Genesis 25. But, but as far as the sons through Isaac, the promised son, Abraham died with only twins, 15-year-old grandsons, Esau and Jacob. Through Abraham, though Abraham didn't see it, now history has validated Abraham's promise that his descendants, both physically and spiritually, are as many as the stars of heaven and as the innumerable as innumerable as the stars of the sand of the sea and uh, now uh, the, the lesson for us is this there has never been anyone who trusted God and, uh, and trusted in God's promises and was finally disappointed never no one has trusted God and became disappointed. God may delay the visible answers to, this, to his promises because you always answer in his time and not in ours. So uh, we, may, we, we may not see answer uh, until we're in heaven. It may possibly happen. But he's still, he, he, he is literally trustworthy to keep his word and uh, he has promised eternal salvation to the one who has faith in Jesus. And you can count on it as absolutely true. You can believe on the promises of God. So that's number one. Our hope of future salvation is certain because God's promise has never failed to anyone that has trusted in them. Number two, our hope of future salvation is certain because God's purpose is unchangeable. Look at verse number 17, going back to our text in, in Hebrews chapter 6, verse number 17. Hebrews seven, 6, verse 17, wherein God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs of promise the immutability of his counsel, confirmed it by an oath. So, confirm it by an oath, the immutability of his counsel, meaning to say his purpose. 
Look at verse number 20. It says there, where, Whether the forerunners for us entered, even Jesus made a high priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. It is to show us the heirs of promise. That his purpose of saving us is not only meant for a certain uh, period, but forever. God saves us not only for this life, God saves us forever. God's purpose for us forever. Number three, our hope of future salvation is certain because God's person is incapable of lying. Look at verse number 18, chapter 6 and verse number 18 of Hebrews. And that by two immutable things, in which it was impossible, impossible for God to lie, he might have a strong consolation to have fled, who have fled for repute, to lay hold upon the hope. The hope that is set before us. Remember, He is our hope. He is our hope for heaven. He is our hope today. He is our hope for tomorrow. Jesus Christ is our hope. It is impossible for God to lie. If the Lord lied, He would deny His very nature as God of truth. And whose word is truth? So Titus 1, look at verse number 2. In hope of eternal life which God cannot lie, promised before the world began. And the Bible says in 1 John 5 verse 10, If you do not believe the Bible, you are simply calling God a liar. God is God that can be trusted. Number four, our hope of future salvation uh, is certain because of God's oath or pledge. Now, backs up His promises. Supports His promises. Look at verse 17. It says, when in God willing more abundantly to show unto the heirs a promise the immutability of his comes, confirm it by an oath. God, you see, God's bare word, his open word should be sufficient since his word is always true. But when God says it with an oath or, or pledge, he wants us to know that it is a done deal actually. To show the heirs of promise, the unchangeableness of his purpose. God confirmed it by an oath. Because of the weakness of our flesh, God condescends to add the oath to his word to give us a double assurance. Give us double assurance. Now God's promise and his oath, these two things make our hope a future, uh, a future salvation both sure and steadfast. I like what he said in verse number 19. Which hope we have as an anchor of the soul, both sure and steadfast. It's strong. And then let us move into the next point now. The hope of our future salvation is an anchor to steady our souls in present trials. It, it makes us steady, strong in present trials. There are threefold progression actually of thoughts here. Number one, future salvation is secure for all that have taken refuge in Christ. So why are you sure? Because we have found refuge in Christ. The author, which I believe the Apostle Paul, identifies those whom he is writing along with himself. He said there in verse number 18, by two immutable things in which it was impossible for God to lie, we, he says, we might, have a strong consolation who have fled for repute 
to lay hold upon the hope that is set before us. See, the background here are the cities of refuge in the Old Testament, where the man, uh, where the man guilty of manslaughter could flee from the avenger uh, of blood in Numbers 20 or 35. And these cities were spiritual picture of the, of the uh, refuge that God has provided for sinners to flee for protection from the wrath to come. We are sure of heaven. Why? Because there is a refuge provided by God. Our refuge is Jesus. Look at verse number 20. Verse number 20. Whether the forerunner is for us. Entered even Jesus made an high priest forever. After the order of Melchizedek. See the author mentions Jesus as our high priest. And has entered within the veil. Where God's holy presence meant uh, instant death by any, any sinner who, who dared to go there. You enter there, you die instantly. If we come, death cannot hurt us. Death cannot hurt us. Why? The blood of Jesus is sprinkled for our safety and protection against the wrath of God. Remember the plague the, of the firstborn in Exodus chapter 12. God says, when I see the blood, when I see the blood, I will pass over you. Every sinner needs a refuge from God's coming judgment. Jesus Christ is the refuge that God has provided. The Bible says in John 5.24, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me, hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation, but is passed from death unto life. The question is, have you fled to that refuge have you trusted Christ alone to save you from sins? If your hope is in your uh, good works, you are not saved. Your hope of salvation must be in Jesus. You cannot find it in church membership. You cannot find it in religious activities. Hope of salvation can only be found in Jesus. I hope you have fled for refuge and find security in Jesus Having taken refuge in Christ, we now must take hold of the hope of the future salvation. Yes, our salvation is secure because it rests on the promises and the unchangeable purpose of God. Remember that He has a purpose. Not only to save us today, not only to keep us saved tomorrow, but throughout eternity. And I please take note of this. If you have a pen, write this down. It is not our feeble weak grasp of him but his firm hold on us that secures our hope of heaven let me say that again it is not our feeble weak feeble weak grasp of him but his firm hold on us that secures our hope in heaven the bible says and i give unto them eternal life and they shall never perish and i hope to address this message to you that are watching me live now, I feel the need to every Sunday, and we, we spent on Christian living this morning, but I always feel every Sunday to divide my message, either preach it in the morning or in the evening. We always feel the need, the call to preach the message of salvation. Wherever you are, I have seen new names in our page today, and I hope it will reach you. I hope this will give you a real understanding of what salvation is. But you may wonder why 
Why then does the writer encourage us to take hold or to lay hold upon the hope that is set before us? Let us lay, ourselves, lay hold upon the hope that is set before us. Now, if it depends totally on God, if it depends on His unchangeable purpose, why do we have to hope in Him? If we are, in, if we are kept safely in the hands of Jesus, why are we admonished to, to lay hold? And uh, you see, let me show something here in the Bible. In the life of the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 3, this is a doctrinal thing that we need to see here. In Philippians 3, look at verse number 7 in your Bible, please. Philippians chapter 3, beginning from verse number 7. There it says in verse number 7, But what things were gained to me, those I counted loss for Christ. Yea, doubtless I count all things but loss. For the excellency of the knowledge of Christ Jesus my Lord, whom I have suffered the loss of all things, and do count them but dung that I may win Christ. And be found in him, not having mine own righteousness, which is of the law, but that which is through faith, through, through faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. Listen to this. If by any means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead, not as though I had already attained, either or were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend for that which also I am apprehended of Christ. Now he has been apprehended of Christ. He wants to he, he wants to grasp. He was as if he was trying to apprehend Christ, but he the only way he can apprehend Christ, the Lord's taking hold of Paul's life has enabled him to take hold of Christ. And uh, very clear, said, I want to do something, but it says there, and uh, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, that I may apprehend that for, that for which I am also apprehended of Christ. The reason why we are able to take hold of the promise of God, because we have been holden by God. We have been put by God into his hands. And so, uh, as a result, Paul pressed on to lay hold of the hope that is, that is, that, that, that is you know, salvation, uh, that, that of all that his salvation promised. Everything that is connected to salvation, he was able to lay hold on those. Why? Because he has salvation. And then number four, our hope of future salvation anchors us to wait on God in our present storms of life. It is a source of strength during this time of pandemic. We have the hope. No matter what, we have the hope of salvation. The main reason we need an anchor is to keep us from drifting into the things that would destroy us. We face numerous times of uh, storms, types of storms, I mean, and that, that would threaten to rob us from hope, our hope in Christ. There are the storms of doubt and the storms of discouragement, the storms of despair nowadays. And uh, I was listening to one of our, our uh, lawmakers a while ago. 
how that he related the fact that the world got collapsed by this pandemic. Economy has, has really collapsed. Every, everywhere in the world, people are losing hope. And uh, they are losing patience. When would this end? And uh, hoping that it would end, it, we have more numbers every day. And when would this end? Thank God we have that hope that no matter what happened, we are in the hands of Jesus. And uh, we, we're, we are safe. And, uh, and uh, remember this, there are storms of doubt, there are storms of discouragement, there are storms of despair. Those three can attack us. Imagine Abraham had to wait 25 years every day. Now we're waiting, a uh, pandemic has uh, taken a place a few months ago. Imagine Abraham had to wait 25 years. 25 years. And uh, as time passes, his physical strength had kept on getting lower. As days go by, humanly speaking, hope was entirely gone for him to have a son. But a child of God, for a child of God, remember this, we have the key. We have the power. And that power is called faith. We have the key. We can survive this pandemic. We have the key. We found the answer. Faith. Faith is directed to the word of God. Finally, when about 100 years old, the promise of God was fulfilled. Friend, here on earth we will be constantly facing storms and trials. And uh, our hope will sustain us. We need hope to sustain us. Jesus knows his, you know, Jesus, we know is coming again. That is our hope. That is our blessed hope. And uh, we, he will bring us to a prepared place. Can you imagine? That's one of the... I remember Dr. Henniger before preaching. He said the, the advantages and the disadvantages of pastoring uh, a church. I still remember Dr. Henniger. He was here one time. He was invited by Pastor Chat, And uh, I, I, I always listen to his you know, sermons on tape. And uh, uh, they stayed in they stayed in uh, Insular Hotel, and I noticed that Dr. Hindiger came out, and he wanted he was looking on the beach side, and so uh, he was walking there. And I followed him. Said, "Sir," said, "I am Brother Ingai." Said, "I'm, oh <clears throat> yes, you, you Brother Shot has just introduced uh, you to us," and I had a wonderful time talking to him. And I said, I, I, I really appreciate your preaching. And uh, I remember he preached one time the advantages and the disadvantages of pastoring a church. One of the disadvantages, one of the heartaches of pastoring a church is when you see your members um, experience death. And my, during these past months, my heart was really moved to see our people and uh, they're, they're getting crowded in that <clears throat> on the other side. My dear friend, we have that hope. We have that hope that Jesus Christ is coming again. The only thing that can sustain us, we have the Bible. I always make sure that whenever we have, we have funeral services, I always make sure that I can bring comfort by the grace of God to the bereaved family. I know that is ugly. I know that is painful. 
But thank God we have the Bible. Thank God we can preach the Bible. We can give hope. Jesus says he's coming back. He's coming again. Uh, he's preparing a place for us. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. Christian, our hope will always sustain us. It has sustained Job. And uh, uh, Jesus Christ is coming. It has sustained. It has given hope to the suffering Job. Said, though my skin you know, warrants destroy this body, yet in my flesh I will see God. I will see God. Thank God we have that hope. If you had never received Jesus Christ as your Savior, I, I beg you, in Jesus' name, be saved today. This is a very serious matter that you need to face. Please do not wait. Anytime the Lord could come. I feel the Lord could come any moment. We need to be ready. We need to be ready. We need to be ready. And the only way you can get ready is to be saved. Receive Jesus Christ into your life and heart before it's too late. Shall we all <coughs> stand please? I hope and pray that the message, the word of God has found a place in our hearts. And those who are watching us, wherever you are, we cannot tell where you are, but we can tell people are watching. And I pray that the Holy Spirit of God will enlighten your mind to be saved before it's too late. Our chance is Jesus. Our only hope of the future salvation is Jesus. He's the hope of glory. There is no other hope but Jesus Christ. Heavenly Father, thank you for the word of God preached tonight. And Lord God, we pray that our activities will be guided by your presence this week. I pray, Lord, for our pastor's school, our pastor's fellowship, pastor's seminar tomorrow. And we pray for their safety as they come. And, and then we pray, their Father, for our church organization this coming Sunday in, in uh, Bible Baptist Mission, Moncayo. Lord, everything we commit to you, then we continue to pray for the Pitchen family. We continue, Lord, to pray for Brother June Bata, for Brother Alan Sibiliano. We continue to pray for Brother Pong and Mamuela. We continue to pray for Louis Dewey. We continue to pray for our senior citizens. And then we, Lord, continue to pray for our frontliners and members that are uh, daily actively working Lord preserve us dear father from this uh, tragic thing that is happening in the world today father give our government officials more strength our frontliners more strength our doctors and medical people more strength and patience in doing their job dear father I pray tonight the most important thing we have preached the message of salvation save souls Please save souls. Save souls. That, are, that is our prayer. That's our desire to see souls get saved. Bless Lord thy word tonight. Humbly we commit ourselves to thee. Cover us with your blood. In Jesus name I pray. Amen and amen. Sir Greg please. Thank you pastor. The word of God has been preached again. We, we praise God. If you are here tonight, and if you haven't been saved, meaning to say you do not know where your soul go when you die in this world, tonight may be the night that you will be saved. Grab the opportunity.
they have the opportunity. Salvation is free. Romans 6.23, for the wages of sin is death, but a gift of God is a gift. The gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ, our Lord. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one cometh to the Father but by me. Listen to God. Listen to God. Tonight is the night that you may be saved. You need to act ASAP. Or you need to act now to be saved. We'll be singing an invitation song. Uh, two verses only, and then uh, we will end. I hope and pray that you will listen to God. What song are we going to sing, Brother Mark? Let's sing Only Trust Him. Okay, only two verses, and we will end. Go ahead, Brother Mark. Sing verse 1. God made several promises, and His promise is sure, as what our pastor have said. Romans 10, 13, Whosoever, anybody, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. The Lord Jesus Christ is given all the power to save your soul. Listen to God. Grab the opportunity. Salvation is free. Salvation is free. Take it now while you're still alive. Tomorrow might be too late. If God will require your soul tonight, tomorrow might be too late. Grab the opportunity. Be saved tonight. Be saved tonight. Christians, whatever is you need tonight, Give it to God through prayers. Give it to God. Like Samuel of old, speak, Lord. Speak, Lord, for the servant hear it. By default, we need to tell others about the good news of salvation. We need to share the good news of salvation. Next verse, please. We need to pray one another. We need to pray our pastors. They'll be coming here tomorrow so that they'll be able to learn more about the responsibilities as pastors. So many things to pray for. Pandemic time. And we have a lot of needs. God is watching us. He's longing for all our prayers. He's longing for our prayers. Let's pray one another. We do not know when this pandemic will end. Or it will never end. As we listen to the word of God, we see the signs of the last times. But we still have time to tell others about the free gift of salvation. How beautiful are the feet of them that preach the gospel of peace and bring glad tidings of good things. Fears and sorrows people are, are experiencing right now. We, they need us. And all the people say, Amen and Amen. So in behalf of the Bible Baptist Church, thank you for coming. Our brothers and sisters, our first-time visitors online, thank you so much for being with us. Okay, so let's close our eyes, bow on our heads, and let's pray at this time. Heavenly Father and loving God, thank you again for the book of Hebrews, uh, the message about uh, the Lord Jesus Christ as the anchor of our hope. Thank you, Lord, for uh, the Lord Jesus Christ not only is the anchor of our hope, but He's also the anchor of, of our souls, and that the hope of our future is sure and it is certain. Thank you for reminding us. Thank you for the many promises. Promises uh, are not made to be broken, but fulfilled by God. Even in the time of Abraham of old, He made promises. And Abraham followed God, he obeyed God. Help us to be obedient as well, Lord, like Abraham of old. 
because your purpose to us is unchangeable. It's forever. And we know, Lord, that uh, you are capable to save souls. And we know that God supports all his promises. Thank you, O God, for our future salvation is sure. Thank you for your grace. And uh, Lord, thank you, in spite of this pandemic, that you are the source of our strength, especially these difficult times. Lord, if there's someone in our midst who is not yet saved, we are praying for his or her soul to be saved, dear Father. Bless us as we are about to go home, dear Father. And Lord, be with us remaining hours of the day. Prepare us for tomorrow's work if you tally, tarry or delay your coming. Thank you for everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. So good evening. May God bless us all.